I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Happy Thursday, a.k.a. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. How are you doing on this fine day? Better than yesterday, and hopefully better tomorrow. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. Yeah, there's been um, much going on personally and worldwide. It's hard to keep up sometimes with the the changing, oh, like the waving of the flag or the, the changing of the winds. How, how would you say that? Change the movement of the winds, changing of the winds, I guess. That could be it. Yeah. So I have had some friends on Facebook. You have friends? I, I have about three, but I have acquaintances. <laughs> I have acquaintances. Um, so I've had some friends lately complaining about Biden stickers that are showing up on gas pumps. And they're saying that it's inappropriate or these right wingers are doing it because some of these friends are leftists. But one of them... Are they leftists or are they just confused? Ah, uh, both probably. Confused leftists. We can correct them if they listen to this podcast. Right? Correct them with the truth. Yes. Um, so they started comparing the destruction that those stickers were causing to Antifa destroying property. And they were equating them as the same. Oh, it's identical when you burn down a building and shoot people versus a sticker on a gas pump it's identical yeah with a picture of biden and a i did that i mean i it makes me giggle i i understand that biden didn't personally come in and say raise those prices there's a lot that goes on in the background that's both in and out of his hands but yeah i, I just find it quite interesting that the comparison made is antifa destroying property and people putting i did that stickers are the same thing no they're not apparently they've never heard of gooby gone because you can get those stickers right off well i wonder when stickers of trump were being plastered all over the place dump trump and all that uh, if they had the same feelings oh i'm sure that that was just absolutely worthy of being out there versus these which is clearly not his fault and republicans or right-wingers are too stupid to realize that Aren't they, though? Oh, they are. I have so many notes today. Yeah, well, it's funny because you, you're more than welcome to to just get right in there. But I have found this, this topic, I know we just talked about destruction, but gas prices in relation to what's going on with whether or not Russia was given permission to have a pipeline that America couldn't have between Canada and the United States. And there's been many dispelling articles out there that said our gas consumption from Russia is only 8%. Therefore, it has, you know, the the pipeline would have only given us 4 extra percent, and we have other ways of trucking it. So on the whole, it just kind of cross-cancels each other and is still okay in the end. That's interesting because I just looked at an article from 
somebody from Canada. Canada, eh? Yeah, Canada, Our neighbors eh? to the north. Our neighbors to the north who we have a love-hate relationship with. Yeah, there's there's definitely a love-hate relationship going on there. So, she says, Biden, why would you want to bring in oil from way south of the border or Iran? Okay, so to touch on that, we've talked about how Biden is making deals with Venezuela and Iran. Yes. So... And in the past, so instead of increasing U.S. production, he has decided instead to, he had a summit, uh, not too long, a couple weeks back, he had a summit which included Venezuela and Iran to try to bring them to the table to to pump more oil to give us. Correct. Okay, so this individual from Canada is Canadian official knocks Biden for asking Iran and Venezuela for oil. We're just north of the border, eh? We are the largest supplier of additional energy to the USA. Why would you truck or ship oil from these countries? So Sonia Savage is a very, very smart lady from Canada. She wants us to buy additional oil from them, which we already do. So that would be which pipeline? Keystone XL. But not... Just to make it clear, the Keystone XL pipeline would be adding to the pipeline that we already have started. Pipe 5 and 6, 1 through 4, are already operational. And it would help us to reduce the overland moving of oil, which we are doing by rail, car, and truck. Yes, but see, that's not how our governor here in California wants us to solve our own oil consumption prices, uh, crisis here in California or gas crisis. They want us to, when it gets warm, roll your windows down, turn your AC off, don't idle as much. Or how about we do a no-vehicle Sunday? So apparently either they're atheists and don't go to church on Sundays or they're close enough to their church that they can walk. Do you think he walks anywhere? Do you really think our governor walks anywhere? Absolutely not. He walks nowhere. He's probably scared to death to be seen out in public. Wow. So we're supposed to not go to church if it's not walking distance from us. And, And mind you, here in the Central Valley, born and raised here, and there are so many things to love about it, it is not really a walkable city. They, they've worked on getting the bus system to be a little bit better, but unfortunately it's not that safe. Um, but the walkability, it has a very poor score for walkability. So you're telling the vast majority of the people in the Central Valley that you want them to not act like they live in a well, land which, where you, you... Which brings me right yeah. into what's going on in America right now. Crime. Crime is at an all-time high in all major cities. So I would consider where we live not a major city like downtown Los Angeles or downtown San Fran. Correct. It's it's a big city uh, size-wise, but it is not a major a major city. Well, if you look at all of the cities around California that have high population centers, crime's running amok. So you're telling me that you want me to leave my car parked at home, and I don't care if it's a Tuesday a Saturday, a Monday, or a Sunday. And you want me to spend more time walking 
or biking or actually going out in the street where there's massive homeless, massive criminality? I don't think so. How about these POSs need to get themselves under control? They need to get crime under control. How about we start arresting people, holding them accountable for their crimes, doling out punishment, fixing the gas problem by pumping oil or doing whatever the case may be to fix this, not total green energy because that's not the solution. It's not 100% of the solution. And quit, as we say all the time, they create these darn problems and then they think that they're the fix. I think it's time that the people that are actually the fix, which is us, jump in here and actually fix it. I think we definitely need to take the reins and actually fix the problem. We can, I would love to go for what is touted as green energy solutions or more green solutions and less reliance on oil. That is a great aspiration. We should work scientifically to get there. We are not wholly there yet. So we need to keep working to get there and listening to the elites and the the elites are millionaires, billionaires, our representatives. Some of them have turned into elitists, much like the Nancy Pelosi and the Gavin Newsom's and all of that. But we also have the Mark Ruffalo's, the Leonardo DiCaprio's. We talked about them last week. They want to defund the Canada gas pipeline, but apparently doing business with Venezuela and Iran are are just fine. But these A-list celebrities are asking that we withdraw support from, you know, these different pipelines immediately. But then they're the same ones who are burning more fossil fuels than any of us in you know, the local area, any of our households are doing. I just don't, I'm just tired of the elitist saying, you need to do this, you need to do that, give up your your Sunday church drive or give up doing this, but they still are going to fly everywhere. Go to their private island. Go to their private islands. They are doing exactly what they want us to quit doing. And I'm sorry, we are not rich elitists. We don't go to our private islands. We're not flying around all the time on these private jets. We're not filming movies that really don't further any cause because all they're doing is using a bunch of fossil fuels to get to the movie site. They're usually not living on site. I mean, they kind of live there, but then they still go back and forth to different places depending on what they're they're also scheduled to do if some big, you know, trophy show comes up, they go to that or honorary whatever, they go to that. So they want to keep living their lifestyle while telling us that we're the problem. Right, and we are not anti-capitalism. Or living and being the American dream. Unfortunately, not all of us can do it. But they need to stop the um, do as I say, not as I do mentality. And if they really want to put their money where their mouths are at, who do you think one of the smartest guys in the world is that happens to be a billionaire, or at least in the U.S.? Uh, the Tesla. Yeah, Mr. Elon Musk. Yep. So Mr. If, you, Elon if Musk. you really want to go totally green, or 90% green, or whatever percentage. Why don't we commission him to come up with the solution? 
if there is a fix, a guy that can send us to space, that can almost get us to Mars here pretty soon, that makes an awesome vehicle, that is a pretty smart guy. DiCaprio and them should say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start a nonprofit, give you, give you 40% of my income, 50% of my income, solve this green energy problem, please. Right. And well, the other thing that they could do is they could just stop. They can make a pledge that they will never use any amount of fossil fuels ever again. They should take the pledge. You think they do that? No. They, they'll probably tout how they planted some trees or actually how they paid somebody else to plant some trees as carbon offsets for their little, my bad, I still had to fly over here situation where I still have a house that produces XYZ amount of carbon pollutants or I have a staff who have to drive to my house to get here to take care of it because my house is so big I need a staff of X amount of people why don't you take a pledge celebrities and elitists that you will never use any more fossil fuels period I would love to see that yeah but I doubt we'll see it Oh, oh, we won't because they're too elitist and too arrogant. I I would like to see when they make a movie and they have all these trailers compiled together that they're living out of and staying out of. How many of them are green? Oh, what are those trailers made out of? What do they do after they're gone? How do they move them around from from work site to work site? Diesel trucks. Yeah, right? Because they're ginormous. Some of them, I think, I read one of them was like a three-story ginormous one that generators yes yes so please again tell me how you are super green yep spare us yeah they're buying carbon offsets you know who else is buying carbon offsets well he's probably actually not buying carbon offsets john Kerry, and you know that there has been a freedom of information request on john Kerry, and we talked about it on our prior episode There's a freedom of information request out on him to see how much he's getting paid. What is he doing? Where is he going? Which should be a public record because he is technically a public servant. He's working at the behest of the president. Anyway, so even though he's working for the president, they're not going to release the records on John Kerry until after the next presidential election. Yeah, and that's baloney. Nearly two years from now, sometime after that, They'll release it. Oh, wait, what, what year are we in? 2022, 2023, 20, Oh, three years. Nearly three years from now. Ooh, sorry, my math was off. Nearly three years from now, they will then release what John Kerry's been up to. because yeah, by then, nobody will care. No one that's, will carry? No one will carry one bit. And that's how, how and why these folks do the things they do. That's why going after the Russia collusion people, they're going to hold off on that. Or they've held off on it because even though they have a special counsel looking into it and low-level people have been charged, the statute of limitations is running up on a lot of that stuff. So it's just going to go away. So one thing about that is that Trump has now sued Hillary Clinton in court for the Trump-Russia collusion scandal, along with many others. But he's suing them because they're not being gone after criminally. He's suing them civilly for what they did to him. libel? Yep. As he should. Yeah, so Trump is personally going after Clinton, among others, for what she partook in. 
I guess if you won't go after them criminally, you have to go after them civilly. Absolutely. So are we going to talk about the big F today? Big F word? Mm, I got a couple of F words I'd like to talk about today. So we can go ahead and talk about our, our favorite F word, though. Go ahead. I will let you this time. Is the CDC untrustworthy? Yes. Uh, I mean, wait. Okay, I'll let you speak. Yes, they are, because there's missing or untrustworthy guidelines and information in regards to COVID over the last couple of years. No way. Yep. When did that happen? And Fauci, well, once I get to that page, I can give you the exact date. So Fauci and others were hiding information about the six-foot guideline rules. And the CDC put forward those rules based on faulty information or missing information. And this was discovered because Judicial Watch filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit today, as a matter of fact, against HHS for their refusal to release information on vaccine side effects. And the FDA, back in August of 2021, was issued a FOIA, which they refused. And another one refused in October 18th of 2021. And that's why they decided to file the lawsuit today because they want to find out about all this misinformation, about all the side effects, and why they're not releasing it. It's quite amazing how much they want to hide from us. And they do it under, well, if you knew the truth, you would be less likely to do what we want you to do. So we don't want you to know the truth. We want to hide it from you, misdirect you. You're not smart enough to understand how we've done the statistics and we think that it is okay to take a risk on hurting you. So we don't want you to actually see the numbers because then you might not let us inject you with the latest and greatest technology Okay, it's not technology, but the latest and greatest vaccine, even though the mRNA is not technically a vaccine in and of itself, um, they've done, I'm not saying no to it. I'm not saying that it doesn't have great promise. I'm just saying if people knew what it was really doing and that it wasn't technically a vaccine by how vaccines work, maybe they would not follow the government who's been lying to them. Right. And you can understand on one end, you have a group like, Fauci and his little sidekick that was up there every day telling you that, oh, this thing could spiral out of control. And they had Trump convince that there was going to be, you know, 2 million deaths. Really quickly. It wasn't just 2 million deaths over a long period of time. It was going to be 2 million deaths super quick if you don't shut down and start doing this right now. Right. And that uh, very well could have happened had the correct information been out there, but apparently this thing was botched from the get-go. So a lot of people died worldwide, don't get me wrong. I think upwards of 7 million. But I think if it would have been handled by somebody differently, the outcome would have been different. Well, they stopped the hydroxychloroquine. They Anything that was not a vaccine, Fauci was against. Right. See, we're finding through a little bit of empirical data that all these therapeutics actually help. It's not going to save everyone. Please no. don't think that hydroxychloroquine was a magic cure. All that if you took it, you were just going to be saved and you wouldn't have any side effects. It wasn't a magic pill. It wasn't a magic drug. 
it worked for some people and not for others, but the fact that there were therapeutics that could help and they decided that they were just going to let people die anyway and go with the vaccine-only approach, it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, now that we've gone with the vaccine-only approach and all these peer-reviewed studies are starting to show that COVID with natural immunity is as strong, which we've talked about in several episodes, as having two or three or four shots. But apparently the mayor in New York has not followed those guidelines because he's decided that all the city workers that they fired for not getting vaccinated, they're not going to hire back. But you know what they also decided? If you're a big old NBA player, you can actually not be vaccinated now and be allowed to go into places yes, and play sports. But your city workers, your day-to-day people, your healthcare workers, no dice. Yeah, they're picking winners and losers. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you believe in a higher authority, they will ultimately be judged. That is true. Yes, it is. So, another F word. Unless you want to continue talking about it. No, go ahead. Okay. So, two things on some F words. <laughs> FBI. Crooked. Couple of different things going on with our FBI. One was that an informant in the Gretchen Whitmer case, the plot to abduct the governor. So, there is an army vet who turned FBI informant in the case, and he recorded himself. In hours and hours of conversation, you know, doing his extremist thing, targeting the extremists that had expressed anger in the government. So apparently we have an army vet that is a witness for the prosecution. Um, and he's testifying against the foreman charged with the kidnapping conspiracy. So some of what has happened is that there are claims that when the group started to fall apart, in that they were just like, yeah, this no dice, we're not going to do this, and the group was disbanding. The FBI actually tried to work to make the group come back together so they could continue the plot so they could ultimately arrest the individuals. So I thought that that was kind of interesting when the people who did not want to, who were ultimately charged, who did not wish to participate and go further, the FBI actually worked through their informants and others to keep the plot going. Which plays right into an opinion piece by Pete Hossextra. He says, Our once stellar intelligence community has morphed into an intelligence cabal. The partisan behavior of past and current intelligence community people is shameful as it's continuing to expand from administration to administration and i would put the fbi in there as well even though they're not an intelligence agency um but some of what they do does Does include intelligence gathering on certain subjects so i would say that they should be included in that yeah and it appears a lot of them have become corrupt and politicized at least this group uh, tends to think so so watching what we watch with the Russia collusion and all the other missteps, and I think even the the Russia-Ukraine attack by Russia was a misstep by our community 
because I believe the intelligence community was probably telling Biden, don't worry, just hold fast. Putin's too stupid to invade. He's not going to do it. All you have to do is threaten sanctions. And look at where we're at 32, 33 days later. Yeah, over a month later. And we're already seeing that it's, they definitely shouldn't have held fast and waited. It's a devastation. And I've been watching several, what do you call them, talking heads, talking about the war and what they would do and how it's going and why Putin's doing this and why Zelensky's doing that, how good Zelensky is at his um, communication skills, obviously, because he's an actor even though he may be a darn good leader too. He can be an actor and a leader as well. However, I watched an episode of uh, somebody this morning talking with uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and this guy was badgering and just trying to destroy her for her feelings towards Ukraine and Russia and what Biden's doing and how she feels that he is, he being Biden, has botched this thing, he's misdirected, He's not focused. He's doing the wrong things. He's threatening in the wrong manner. And uh, this news guy, Sean Hannity, used to really like the man. Uh, I'm not a Democrat. I like Tulsi Gabbard. And he absolutely, on this morning's episode, disrespected her. And, and I have no use for the man anymore. Well, that's too bad to hear that he has his... Well, I mean, I understand we all have our bias or our slant, but it's too bad to hear that he has such a bias or slant that he can't see where she's coming from. Right, and it's uh, interesting that he's never been anything more than a news guy, an opinion piece guy. She's active mil- active reservist right now. She's served. She's served. She's, and is serving. Yes, has been in Afghanistan, has been to Ukraine, she knows the people, she knows the policy, she knows how to articulate, and you have an opinion guy trying to tell her that she's wrong and cutting her off every time she tries to speak and, and speak her opinion, and I'm done with that. Yeah, that's a talking head thing, though. Is they they want to pretend like, oh, welcome to the show, and we'll give you a chance to talk, and then it's cut you off and only let their opinion be heard right and i understand that you know they only have so much time in their segments and they try to get the people to speak because a lot of them flat out won't answer right they give the non-answers the non-answer answer yeah so one more touch on the fbi the f word there is a former agent that has just pled guilty to tampering with evidence so there was an investigation into the former missouri governor eric grittens great Greetings. Sorry if I butchering that. In 2018, so he this individual pled guilty to misdemeanor tampering with evidence on March in March. So they've just pled guilty, and a day before the jury selection was set to start a trial on seven felony counts, including perjury. So rather than take his chance at the at trial with seven felony counts, he agreed to plead guilty to a misdemeanor of tampering with evidence. So Mr. William Tisseby, he is 69, who is now a private investigator, was hired by St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner to investigate allegations against the former governor in an invasion of privacy case. And the governor resigned in 2018 after the investigation began. 
But ultimately, Tisby was indicted on seven felonies, including perjury and evidence tampering. And he acknowledged in a disposition or sorry, in a deposition that certain documents didn't exist when in fact they did. And there was a special prosecutor in the case. So even though he's former FBI, he wasn't working as an FBI agent at the time. He was working as a a private investigator, but he admitted to hiding or at least testifying that the notes that uh, Miss Gardner gave him were not given to him by testifying that he didn't take any notes when in fact he did take notes, among other things. So it's just kind of interesting that um, hiding things into an investigation of a sitting governor turned into a governor resigning and ultimately the individual who investigated pleading guilty. Justice served. But it's late, though. Yes. It's late. It Way took late. several years. So I guess the investigation in question was looking into whether the former governor snapped a picture of a woman at his house in 2015. The alleged picture has never been found. Hmm. That's what it took to spark the investigation. And so he ultimately resigned. And wow. then, yeah, so there was a lot going on. And I understand some people would say, how could you resign if you were not guilty? Well, unfortunately, in the court of public opinion and what people will do to you while the whole thing's being investigated, it's hard to stand there for that. It, it can be very difficult. So whether or not he was guilty, he had a guilty conscience, and so he just resigned. And then there also happened to be misconduct in this case. Or he was just like, that's it, peace out. I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with this. It took four years to resolve. Wow. The wheels of justice turn slow. I think I've heard that phrase before. Mm, very slowly in this case and in other cases. And as you noted earlier in this podcast, sometimes it turns so slow that the statute of limitation statute of limitations runs out and there is no justice. Maybe we need to look at the statute of limitations and extend them. Right. I think some of them would need extending. So let's do a swing towards our president. Since he was speaking recently uh, with, coherently? NATO, with NATO, he was not coherent, okay. in my opinion. So he was speaking recently at NATO? Yes, about chemical Putin and chemical weapons. Okay. So like a NATO summit? Yes, it okay. was an emergency NATO summit. Okay. And Biden sat up there and eloquently said that if Putin uses chemical weapons, we will retaliate proportionally. Well, apparently retaliate proportionally, half the world took that as NATO or the U.S. will use chemical weapons on Russia's army. I I would say that proportionally is how bad you did it will do something as bad to you, but I would not say that that equals chemical weapons. Right. Well, apparently a lot of people felt that way, so the White House had to clarify his words because we have treaties and it's illegal to use chemical weapons. Except Russia. Proportionally and or otherwise. And communist countries, even though they sign these treaties and agreements, obviously by the bombing of all the civilians in the, the hospitals and kids and everything that's going on in the Ukraine. They're not abiding. They're not abiding. So what he meant was, yes, if you use chemical weapons against the Ukrainian people or military, we're going to thump you in kind, but not with chemical weapons. They will pick strategic targets, I'm sure. 
and make those buildings go away. Well, at least they clarified his statements. I, I don't think that that needed clarification. No, I don't either. That's kind of weird. You know who does need clarification now? Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, with what what it means uh, to be anti-Semitic? How, or? Old it, how old is she? She's got to be in her 50s. I would say she's Late 60s. 50s, 60s, 80s. I don't know. I don't Hundreds. know how old she is. Anyway, I wonder how many times in the recent past the royal families have apologized for their colonial ways. It's not enough ever. She's asking for an apology again from the royal family. Is she going to ask for an apology from our vice president since her history, her family recent history is plantation ownership? Do you know? You ever heard of a gentleman by name? I believe it's Thomas Sowell. Yes. He's one of the most intellectual men yeah, but he leans right, so people don't really give him time of day. Well, he has put out some recent uh, videos and stuff on slavery and colonialism and what actually happened per documented record in Africa. Okay. And the movement of slaves and how they were bought and sold, which is a terrible thing. Agreed. But, Very terrible. Yes. From anybody, from... From black on black slavery to black on white, white on black, Muslim on whatever, Jew. Yeah, Indian, Bangladeshi, yeah, that's any, how you end up with um, Indian yes. servitude. Any any of that. However, the, the history books are slightly tainted, according to him, and it would behoove black colleges and folks to actually watch his videos, look at the history, and pay attention. Because one of the things they talked about a lot over the years was colonial white men going to Africa and foraging through the jungles and going to these tribes. And stealing And stealing. People. Well, Kidnapping, drugging, stealing that, people. Yeah, well, there were some things back then. I think dysentery was one. Malaria was the other. And it was impossible for a person from the opposite side of the pond to go there and spend more than a week in those environments, because they would catch malaria, they would die. Right. Well, with malaria, you just have to get a little mosquito bite and done. It's, That's why none of that part of it for years is factual. It's all fiction. That part of it is myth. Right. Well, they had to make the white man the bad guy, and not saying the white man wasn't the bad guy in owning slaves. So the, the white man was the bad guy. So let's just not discount that. Right. It was all, and, all, all different groups. Right. So. But they had to make the white man the only bad guy in the story. Well, it's interesting that I, I knew none of this because I had heard none of this before. And once I started watching his videos, I'm like, wow, this is this is eye-opening information that needs to be put out there. So these riots and some of this other stuff that people tend to lean on, oh, you did this to me, you know, 210 years ago. We need to look at that so we can slow the progression of some of that thought process down. And that's just what made me think of it was Whoopi Goldberg asking for another apology. So she's 66 years old, by the way. Whoopi Goldberg is 66 years old. So she needs to be booted off of television for uh, putting out too much misinformation. Well, I would say so. And if you look at even like the Smithsonian, the Smithsonian Magazine talks about 
slavery and, and the history inside the United States. And there, they have some good information as well. I, I highly encourage anyone to go look up the real history of slavery. But one of the first court cases that I had read about in dealing with slavery was um, a gentleman of African descent who was a free man. He was not a slave. So a gentleman of African descent here in the colonies had slaves who were also of African descent, and he wanted to keep one of his people uh, in slavery. So the person had to work a term of indentured servitude of seven or eight years, and then I guess his contract... Per his contract, he was considered property, and this individual said, I've worked out my whole my whole contract. I've worked it all out, and I should be free now. Well, I guess they went to court, and they decided that his indentured servitude would essentially become kind of slavery. And so then it turned into not just a period of a contract, but he was declared essentially a lifetime slave. And so... It's just kind of interesting. He So this individual became the first person to be arbitrarily declared a slave for life in the U.S. Wow. And it was a an African individual who had the contract for indentured servitude of another African individual, and he wanted to basically keep his property for life. Interesting. And, yeah, and so that was actually, I believe, one of the first recorded court cases that I have read now, if you have read another one, I would I would be interested in reading it. But that's actually where we seem to have gotten from indentured servitude over to lifetime slavery was in that court case. Yeah, and I'm going to do a little bit more research the next week or two. And one of the following uh, podcasts, we'll do a follow-up on some of this info. Yeah, I, yes, I, th- I definitely think we need to follow up on on this information. So breaking news. The Biden administration is going to allow more pipelines to be built. Does one of their people who donated money have a a piece of that pipeline yeah. that they're going to be yeah, rewarded? Probably, probably Hunter Biden. Uh, yeah, because he Hunter just Biden. met with the EU today, and they've come up with a gas deal to help Europe get away from Russian natural gas. So we're going to start importing from or exporting from our country and others 15 billion metric tons a year as quickly as they can get the receiving station set up to start sending that in there, hopefully by this coming up winter. Of natural gas? Natural gas. Liquefied natural gas. Wow. Look at us go. Thank you, oh, holy one, Biden. But I'm sorry we can't pump oil here in the U.S. to help you out. Yeah, to help ourselves out, to become self-reliant. We started becoming more self-reliant over the years, and then we just decided that being self-reliant isn't a thing we want to do. Nope, sticker shock today. Filled up a company truck, 40 gallons of diesel, $260. That's trash. It's way too much. So one of the things that I've heard recently with regard to representation is that we want to have a Supreme Court that represents the United States in not only that they are representing and and going over the Constitution, but you want to be able to see people who look like you on the court. 
So some have com- have noted that during the Supreme Court justice. I think it's the Senate uh, Judicial Subcommittee. Okay, so right now uh, we've been seeing uh, over the the like the past week, over the week, we have a an individual who was nominated according to Biden because she was black and female. And obviously she's a lawyer. She seems to be a decently smart lady. She went to a great college, presumably got good grades, and she has done many different jobs over the course of her career. And by jobs, I mean that she went to an Ivy League school. She did some Supreme Court clerking. She was a public defender. She worked on a sentencing commission. She was a district judge, and she was on the Court of Appeals as a judge. Someone noted that she is going to be at the hearing, and there will be no one who looks like her in the Senate to vote on her nomination and potentially becoming a Supreme Court justice. The only way a person who would look like her would be present is if it went to a split vote and Vice President Kamala Harris had to come in and do a tie-breaking vote, then there would be a person who looked like her. And so a lot of individuals brought up what representation looks like. And that if you look at our, our Senate, you don't see representation or true representation of the United States within our Senate. And I thought it was a fair point, but in doing... Some of what I already knew and and in doing research, I would like to note that in the Senate, there are two representatives from each state, and it's based on population. Majority of voters would rule on who is going to be the representative of that state. So a majority white vote in every race except Hawaii, uh, where there would be a majority Asian vote. So If we also look into like California, there's a Hispanic majority. So then that would leave two Hispanic individuals being uh, Senate representatives here in California. And the same would be true for New Mexico. Please keep in mind, though, and Texas, sorry, New Mexico and Texas. In Texas, it's kind of a close call with 41.1% white and 40% Hispanic. Now, mind you, that's the population. So I don't know if the voting population would be the same representation in percentage. And Hispanic is technically considered a part of the white race, but there is a a difference in ethnicity. If we were to have a vote and people voted by majority population based on who looks like me, we would see Hawaii with two Asian representatives. We would see California, New Mexico, and Texas with Hispanic Um, representation so that would leave 92 white people for all of the other states if we solely voted based on who looked like me and that would not sorry that would also it could go either way with Texas being 41 to 40 so you could have 94 white people four Hispanic people two Asian based on a majority vote The majority in the District of Columbia is black, Puerto Rico is Hispanic, but neither have Senate representation, and that is true for all U.S. territories as well. 
So there is no representation there. So we're not uh, the Middle East or Africa where you have tribal sex? Mm-hmm. Correct. We are not. We don't have tribes. We don't vote. We're not warring tribe members either. I was going to say, which is one of their major issues, and that's why they're so warring. Mm-hmm. And what's great about our country is the ability, no matter what your color, I can let a black person represent me. Because guess who represents me in the Supreme Court? All nine of them. Yes. Justice Clarence Thomas, most conservative one on the court. That's who I represents kind of, who yes. you how yeah. you would represents like my okay thought process and how I think. Well, in who looks like you, I didn't break it down into male female either. I didn't break it down that way. I didn't break it down into well, five percent of the population are veterans, so we need to have a military veteran. Up on the Supreme Court, we have a 76.3% white population in the United States, 13.4% black, 1.3% American Indian, Native Alaskan, uh, 5.9% Asian, 0.2% Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander, and then 2.8% of people say that they are two or more races. So then the representation is number proportional then. So the representation that we see is again state-based so we wouldn't necessarily see out of a hundred people 70 76 of them being white 13 being black what we don't see it because it's each state gets a representative of who who looks like them which again i think is the wrong way to go i don't want a white guy or a white lady simply because they quote unquote look like me right that does not want the work the best for me. qualified for the job but yeah, so I just thought it was kind of interesting that that is very that it was that's a very interesting a, outlook. A person wants someone who looks like me. I'm still waiting for the the half deaf military veteran who walks like an old lady and is prone to falling <laughs> to go ahead and represent me in the Senate. This is true, and so during these confirmation hearings. The Senate Minority Leader, Mr. Mitch McConnell, has decided he's going to vote against her. Not because of the color of her skin or most of her background, but because he did not like her responses this week in regards to court packing. Right. Well, one of the things that bothered me in in this hearing was that she refused to define what a woman is because she's not a biologists and I think that's one of the biggest cop-outs there are I understand that they don't want to answer certain questions because it can be seen as making a a particular um, leaning what way you'll lean on court decisions and you're not supposed to already have a technical outlook on court decisions but yeah she wouldn't define what a woman is And she got nominated, according to Biden, because she was a woman. That was half the reason she was nominated. So she doesn't know why she's there. She does. She's just trying to be quiet and get voted in, which she will because there's more Dems. I think think it'll be Well, it's 50-50 split, split, so vice president will vote her in. But did you know that they're trying to portray Mr. Savior Biden as nominating the first black woman to the U.S. Supreme Court when Biden was the very reason the first black woman, Justice uh, Judge Janice Rogers Brown, why she took two years to get confirmed to an appeals court because he filibustered her. Filibustered, yes. And then 
when Bush was moving to nominate her as a Supreme Court justice candidate, she, very highly qualified, uh, Biden said that he would filibuster that nomination if she was, in fact, nominated to the Supreme Court. So you know what? I'm sorry. We should have been more than a decade and a half ago, more than a decade ago, we should have already had a decade and a half. Gosh, I'm old. More than a decade and a half ago, we should have already had our first female black Supreme Court justice nominee. Now, if they didn't confirm her, they wouldn't have confirmed her. But we should have already had her. Right. And that's the thing about her wanting to uh, or her answering questions about packing the court is uh, Mitch McConnell noted that liberal justices like Stephen Breyer and the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg had no problem denouncing this unpopular view and defending their institution. The two justices made those remarks after they were on the court. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, she cannot be our best qualified candidate. But then again, I tend to lean, well, I, I tend to be more centered but some of my, my leanings are a little right of center, but also other leanings are a little left of center, which is why I'm pretty well-centered. And she and others like her are too left for me, too way far left. And that's not to say, well, I want someone super right and I would support them if they were way too right-leaning. That's just not who I am. Right, and that's why I've, uh, I've grown to like this Tulsi Gabbard because I'm the same way I lean Oh, right, a center most on most things, and center, and believe it or not, on a handful of things, left to center. And uh, <laughs> I actually really hope that she's able to either reparty affiliate, which I don't think she's going to do, or her and DeSantis have a come to Jesus meeting, or Trump. I would even wouldn't mind seeing Trump put her on his ticket if he runs again, even though as much as I like the man, I don't want to see him run again. I think he would be better served helping the next person get elected. Agreed. Putting his political capital putting behind all of his capital yes. behind somebody like Ron DeSantis. So she could, I believe she moved to New Hampshire and lives in New Hampshire. Now there are two female Democrat senators in New Hampshire so potentially if one of them retires, maybe she'll go for a Democrat seat. Well, I just don't know if that's ever been done before, if a Dem and a Republican ever in our history have been on the same ticket, which I think that is zero. We'll have to do a little bit of research on that. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that that would be a good a good balance. Like we're, we're always talking about wanting balance, and here's the opportunity. So let's talk about... The Capitol still, but January 6th. Let's do it. Okay, so there is an in many individuals who are facing charges for what happened on January 6th, 2021. One individual is facing charges for walking the halls of Congress, first the rotunda, then the lobby, and then the Senate chamber gallery. And he and a friend accessed the Capitol through the Upper West Terrace doors to do so. They and others passed several police officers walking in the opposite direction, according to footage and discovery materials that have been provided. And the officer said, according to uh, Knowlton, who is the individual charged in this particular case, 
The officer said, you can go in as long as you don't break anything. He says he watched police shake hands with protesters. He broke nothing and he left after 18 minutes. So for that crime, he is facing 20 years in prison. He's had his law degree withheld and Airbnb has banned him and his wife for undisclosed reasons from using their platform. And he's been stripped of his global entry access by CBP. So when you go internationally and come back, it's like an expedited lane thing. So he's been stripped of that. So he was arrested in April of 2021, and he was he was charged with obstruction of an official proceeding, entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly conduct in the Capitol building, and other misdemeanors. He had his home raided and, and searched for evidence concerning the breach, unlawful entry, conspiracy, all of that. There have been over 800 people charged in the Capitol riot and hundreds with obstruction, but in this guy's case, he's um, recruited a team of high-profile attorneys who hope the court examines the evidence without judging him by the actions of other defendants because he is saying in his case, he basically walked right in. He was ushered in. He was told not to, to break anything, and he stayed, snapped a few pictures, and left. He did not, as seen on some videos, break break items, take a lectern, um, use a, a baton to smash in a window, assault police officers, break chemical irritants. Some of those things have been seen on video, but in his particular case, he is saying that he walked right in. But he is still facing the charges such as obstruction, obstructing an official proceeding, which goes to where Mike Pence was at the time because there have been charges that have been dropped or substituted based on where Mike Pence was because that was where they're getting this charge that he was in a restricted building. It wasn't that it was the Capitol itself, but the restricted area was because it was temporarily cordoned off for the VP, and a Secret Service area. So I guess there is a Secret Service agent that is testifying as to where Mike Pence was and at the timing. So we'll see how that ends up playing a role in other, other court cases. But yeah, so apparently on video, this guy has just walked right in and walked right out, and he is being charged with all kinds of felonies. Well, if it's time-stamped, they'll know exactly how long he was in there, and he'll have the pictures if he took them on his phone or if he took a camera with him, if there is such a thing as a non-phone camera still. I don't know. Do those exist? But there is a Navy veteran who is charged with seditious conspiracy, so one of those seditious conspiracy charges. Apparently, he did not go into the Capitol, but he is charged with this is seditious conspiracy because he talked to people online and asserted that they should be patriotic, his version of patriotic, but asserted that he was working with members of the Oath Keepers to prevent Congress from certifying the electoral vote. And that he recommended a hotel for members of the Oath Keepers Quick Reaction Force that was to be stationed near Washington to aid other Oath Keepers in attacking the Capitol. So that's part of his 
His charges is that he told people where to stay and helped to coordinate their stay in D.C. Wow. Another topic that we've discussed previously was how the Army is testing soldiers in their new physical fitness test. One of the things that they did was require leg tucks. And if you're unfamiliar, it's you hang on to a bar and then you have to bring your knees up to your chest. So that is the leg tuck. And I guess females were were failing this area more than males. Um, and part of that was because the physical strength required to to both grip and keep your, your body attached to the bar, your hands attached to the bar, versus the actual leg tucking. It was the grip that more women were having trouble with because the upper body strength not as physically fit or... No, it's not that it's not as physically fit, that they're not as physically designed for those things. So I guess they have done away with a leg tuck, and you can do planks in, instead because the whole idea was how strong your core is, but the area that the females were, were failing in were hand strength and upper body strength. So another one that they're doing is the deadlift. They decided to change it to... Um, instead of having the same standards for men and women, they have different standards on the deadlift for men and women, and that is typically because females are smaller on average. So they, they did lower the deadlift because they actually had to lift, in some cases, more than their body weight because they were going on the average male. So we need to eliminate exercise in the military 100%, especially if you watch... MSNBC yesterday. Yes. They have a reporter yep, that has said mm-hmm. their words, not mine, that exercise is racist. And did you go in the other part? Go ahead. And it is also something that the alt right do. Yes. It's an alt right issue. It's to set up young minds, young white minds. To be racist. Yes. So MSNBC. Mm-hmm. So we need to stop exercising in the military because we are creating alt-right extremism in the military by people being physically Physically fit, fit and able to defend themselves should they go to war. Yeah. And some of what they did to connect up in that article was to say that Hitler wanted physically fit people. So therefore, physically fit people are following in Hitler's uh, ideology. Well, I don't think watching anybody in this country can be compared to Hitler. That guy was one to himself. Yes. Especially being a non-German. Not me being a non-German. Hitler being a non-German. What? He wasn't a German? No. Lies. All yeah. lies. Apparently he was a really good actor because he buffaloed, unfortunately, a lot of people into following him. But you know what, like I saw an article from a psychological group or psychologist that there had to be some of that animus in the people as well because in order to get them to follow you like that, you have to have something in your mindset that will trigger that response, whether it's fear or whatever. It's hard to believe that millions of people fell right into doing what they did with the Jewish people and French and, you know, 
Well, I can believe it. Well, I don't know if it really takes that much. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say that. Because if you look at what was going on with the women of The View, they were saying how anyone who espoused certain talking points should be jailed. And so you already have the basis of people pointing to their fellow human and saying, jail them because they speak not like me. And that's why I wanted to lead you right down into that rabbit hole, because I have conversations like this with a coworker. And I always tell him that he says people are inherently good. I say baloney. Nope. Most, most people are inherently bad and tilted. That's why we have literally thousands upon thousands of laws to keep us regulated and in check. And that's what some leadership here in the U.S. actually used to say about Saddam Hussein. He was actually there to do no more than keep this tribal fighting down so he could keep the country under control. And I'm not condoning him or what he did. Please don't misread this. But it seems to be a problem systematically and, and world and nationwide, especially now with the current crime rate we have in America, that all it takes is for a couple of doors to be open and people act out. They act way contrary to a civilized population. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, and when we have crime and we have no punishment, it just perpetuates the problem. So one area, a St. Louis prosecutor decided not to charge a man who was arrested for trying to carjack police officers. So apparently you can attempt to carjack police officers. The police officers went out, you get arrested, and the prosecutor will refuse to charge. So even when you pull a gun on somebody in an attempt to carjack them, regardless of whether or not they were police officers. By the way, it was a marked police car. Either way, um, so when something happens that is an obvious, hey, this person has a gun and is carjacking people, let's charge them. Nope. Prosecutor will let you go. Well, that's kind of the way they're handling crime down in Southern California right now. So a jewelry store was just hit in Hollywood, or Beverly Hills, to the tune of $35 million in jewelry. Wow. Five people went in there with sledgehammers, broke glass, grabbed stuff, and ran. They said it took less than a minute for them to do what they did. Well, you got high-end jewelry. Yeah, went in there with a stolen car, um, took off in a different car, so they were not able to find them. What I was going to drive at, ha ha, ha, no, no ha, pun intended, ha, ha. Pun was intended. the fact that what the L.A. Police Department and the leadership donors asking you to do is if you're wealthy and you've made it, so to speak, don't wear jewelry when you go out. Don't wear really fancy clothes. I don't know if I can use this term, but don't drive your Cadillac. Drive a POS out to dinner. Yeah, you can't. You can't win. You can't show that you're winning. You can't have a I made it moment. You have to. You have be, to alter your lifestyle. To stop. Yeah. To, so, oh, wait. Are we blaming the victims? This seems like a little bit going into victim blaming. Like, oh, well, if you wouldn't have been wearing jewelry, 
If you wouldn't have driven a nice car, if you wouldn't have been successful, you wouldn't have got robbed. And this I, is your fault. Yes, and I wish I could remember the exact phrase that Judge Janine Pirro used the other day. But she talked about um, victim, I can't remember the term. But she said, yeah, it's like a woman going out in a miniskirt. And then um, if she gets raped, it's her fault. Or if you go out in a Cadillac and somebody carjacks you, it's your fault for driving out in that car. I mean, she had a whole litany of... Yeah, why did you walk down the dark alley? Why yeah. were you a female walking home alone? Even if you were completely sober, why did you do what the state of California has asked you to do and walk somewhere? Why would you do that? That is so unsafe. Why would you take tra public transportation without a male escort there to make sure that nobody's going to attack you? That's... Well, and Your that, fault. that was her. And she said back when she was a judge, she would prosecute them to the full, her and the DA to the fullest extent of the law. Right. And instead we're saying, oh no, it's the victim's fault. When we want it to be the victim's fault, it's the victim's fault. And don't you remember that movie that she did have a guy with her? The movie was called Ghost. Ha 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 ha. Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. Yeah. So. I just don't understand why it, we are so bent on blaming victims just to make sure that we can keep crime happening. I mean, we seem to be uh, glad with this crime spike because we're not actually stopping it. And I don't think that locking them up and throwing away the key is the answer either because we're not addressing all problems. So we don't have to go from one extreme to the next where we wholly prosecute and throw away the key or we don't do anything. You're telling me that there's nowhere in the middle that we can go? Absolutely none? I don't, I, yeah. Well, it's because we say these they people create the, problem. create the problem. They say they're the fix. When there is a middle ground, you just need middle thinking individuals to fix it. So it's interesting. There's a war going on in Europe, Ukraine, and Russia unprovoked well as far as we know it was an unprovoked attack but if you go back to some of the video of some of our folks going over and trying to get ukraine to join nato it may have been a little provoked so they've actually found there in maripol ukraine a guy whose name is the butcher of maripol and he is the general his name's mikhail Mizinksev, he's the one responsible for bombing all these civilian buildings. And he's the one that set up the bombing of the, I believe it was a hotel, or it was a theater, that on both ends of it, children hiding here, or children here, and he bombed it anyway, killed 300 people. So I hopefully, I hopefully, I hope this gentleman is one of the first to go to The Hague and be tried on war crimes, found guilty, and put to death. That will be interesting to see if they, they do actually try him. So, you know, we've had 80,000, I know we're bouncing to Ukraine and a couple other subjects, but we've had 80,000 troops stationed over in Europe annually. Well, present right now is 95,000 plus, so I think we're quietly sneaking troops in there. It's so quiet that everybody knows it. Yeah, that's what we do here in the United States. It's so quiet, everybody knows it. And they're going to amass at least 20,000 along the Poland border with Ukraine just in case we have to go in there and assist. 
And speaking of assist, I wonder if Ukraine has their own special operators and they're the one that took out that Russian ship. Or if maybe some of our guys are there helping Are helping out. to do it. Yep. So in sad news, Madeleine Albright, the first female U.S. Secretary of State, has passed away of cancer. She was chosen in 1996 to serve in the capacity as the Secretary of State for the last four years of the Clinton administration. That was under Bill Clinton. Yes. So she was, at the time, the highest-ranking woman in the history of the U.S. government. She was not in the line of succession for the presidency because she was born in Prague. Well, she was a native of Czechoslovakia, born in Prague. But she was the highest-ranking female at the time, which I think is pretty cool, and I am sorry to hear that she has passed away. That is, and it's very sad and unfortunate. Unfortunate, we have to get old, and guess who's undefeated? God. Father Time. Father Time is undefeated, yes. God is undefeated. Yes. So a subject we've also talked about on this show. I don't believe you. No, you don't. I wouldn't believe me either. Is Leah Thomas. Hey, one quick thing before you go into yep, Leah go Thomas. Ahead. Guess who was in charge of all things medical in D.C. when Madeleine Albright was there? Oh, I'm going to say Dr. F word. Yep. Yeah, of course, because he's never going away. Nope. Always been there since the 80s. Leah Thomas. So Leah Thomas was the winningest woman in the 500, I believe it was 500 meter swim. Stood up on the podium for the first place medal and was interviewed by different correspondents. Pictures were taken of Leah Thomas and and published all over. Uh, Congratulations on winning. And then they would do an interview, like, let's interview. What do you have to say about how hard you worked and, and all of that fun stuff? So, apparently, NBC took a photographer's photos that were shot during this this swim meet and then softened Leah Thomas's features to make Leah Thomas look more feminine. So they didn't like that Leah Thomas looked too masculine in the photos, so they applied a filter, not just to one photo, but all the photos. Okay, so hold that thought because I was going to ask you that. Okay, go ahead. So do you think... Not knowing or knowing what we don't know, if she would have not been known so well for what they had done to their body, and I'm trying to articulate this smoothly as I can. If you didn't know she was a guy and she went swimming, would you know she was a guy? I think that you would suspect, number one, I... They know that Leah Thomas was previously seen as a male because Leah Thomas swam for three years on Penn State's male swim team. So it was an already known So there thing. was no way you could not know because of her past. Correct. Being a male swimmer. Okay, yes. that's what I was wondering. If she just went in there with nobody knowing, would the, anybody know? The other problem is, I mean, she Leah Thomas would have to actively avoid all of her swimming compatriots in the showers and in the changing room in the locker room because Leah Thomas still has is anatomically male gendered okay gotcha I was just thinking yeah, about that the so other day. there has been no surgery okay so what happens so her if com- her she goes team, back to male 
Does she have to forfeit those? Probably not, because the only thing that was required by the NC2A was to be on drugs for a year. And Leah Thomas was on drugs for a year. And you're good to go. So, I mean, that's all that's required. And in fact, when I was looking up what would be required here in the state of California or in other states, my understanding with the California requirements, CIF, would be that the individual needs to declare themselves outwardly as the opposite sex. They do not have to identify with their birth certificate, nor do they have to go undergo any medical treatments, changes, drugs, anything wow. like that. And again, I have said I do not want any children being put on drugs or, or whatever, right. what have you. But you declare, and you can have a guardian declare, yes, my child is outwardly male yes my child is outwardly female you could have a doctor declare this child identifies as a young male adolescent this child identifies as a young female adolescent does not have to identify with what their birth certificate says and then can compete in the sport with which they identify wow on the whole as a percentage males are physically faster and stronger than females so if all you have to do is identify and say i outwardly profess that i am a female you can hands down be any female athlete in the state on as an average percentage if you take the weakest male they're not going to be able to come out and beat the that brings me into a tongue-in-cheek thing that's probably why Aliens are sitting up in outer space watching us and they're telling themselves there is no way in hell I'm going to go down there and mess with these people because they can't even figure this stuff out on their own. Just yes. saying. Yeah, I, I could def- definitely respect that. They, they have to be up there watching us going, wow, man, I, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. So anyway, back to the photoshopped photos. So... NBC decided to soften Leah Thomas's features to demasculinize her. And and apparently they just thought that well, let's just say Leah Thomas did look masculine by the photographer's viewpoint. But to another person could arguably look feminine. Absolutely, because I've seen some pretty masculine-looking ladies. And some pretty feminine-looking guys. guys. But what we've decided is feminine or what we've decided is masculine, whether it's long hair equals femininity or, you know, whatever. Obviously, that is not the point. The point is that someone decided to feminize and doctor photos because she apparently didn't look feminine enough for them to publish With their news stories. And that is really bothersome that they would take a news story, alter photos, and then portray it as the real thing. Oh, you mean kind of like the photos when Rittenhouse was accused of murder and all the other stuff that goes on around the country. So, Yes, I understand that it happens a lot, but this is just another example of people. It's not justifiable. Yes, it's not. You don't need to feminize somebody. Run what you brung if she was a he- and looks like she does, you run with what you brung, period. You don't try to doctor the photos or feminize her because 
when she walks away from the photo shoot and she goes and does endorsements or whatever, people are going to see what they see. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Who are you? I, all the photos that I've so seen. So was that like championship, um, what state was it in? Do you know? I don't I'm recall I'm just curious because the, the Florida governor has declared the second place finisher the winner. I believe the second place finisher who is a the Olympic silver medalist was originally from Florida. Okay. So I think they were giving he her did. a little. That's yeah. why he did. Okay, yeah. I got that. Okay. I see. So staying with Florida for just a minute. Just a New York minute. <laughs> Not so a I guess Florida in minute. Orlando, there's a theme park called the Icon Park. Oh, yes. And unfortunately, there was a 14-year-old boy that went up to the top of the free fall and slipped out of his harness and fell to his death. Yes, I guess there's some video of it, of them talking about being in a harness or being seat belted or something. So they're probably going to go after the video because it was just, I don't think it was the the company's video. It was individuals. So that would take you to how many times you've been to Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm. Enough. And, yeah. To understand, and I hope there's some people listening that go to those theme parks and get really mad when you pay all that money and you take your kids and then they have to stand under that line and they're not tall enough. They're not muscular enough. They're not, they don't weigh enough. That's why. If you look at that one kid, just use the one boy. When it happens quite often, they fall out of roller coasters. They fall off of other rides. Don't get so mad. Those lines are there for a reason. The height requirement is there for a reason. Because I see it all the time. We used to go to Magic Mountain and Disneyland and see people just get livid. Oh, I flew out all the way from Arkansas, and now I can't take my son on that ride or my daughter, and they're extremely PO'd because they were two inches too short. Well, one half an inch can mean the difference between, unfortunately, you and your family going back home to Arkansas altogether or one of the one of you going home in a hearse yes well so one thing to note is you also have to trust yourself so if you sit in the roller coaster or you sit on the ride and you don't feel comfortable with the latch and the harness that they put on you stop tell them to stop and tell them you want out too don't be afraid to say i want out this is not working and i bring that up so my my husband went on a carnival ride where it was straps over your shoulders. So it wasn't those locking hard, you know, like the hard sided ones that pull down over your head and full metal. It was like a seat belt strap that went over the shoulders and it like clicks over your, your chest. And it was a ride that went upside down. And so he puts the harness on and then the harness slips off his shoulder, one shoulder. And so he you know, waves down the carnival guy and says, uh, this is slipping down. And the guy is like, yeah, it's fine. And he presses the start button and he goes through the ride and my husband survived. He said it was one of the scariest things that he's ever been on because he thought he was going to fall out and thank heavens he didn't. And I'm sorry for anyone who has and whatnot. So you have to be able to also speak up for yourself in that moment. He didn't, he was young and he's like, uh, okay. And he went, he went on with the ride, but it it has impacted him enough that we don't do carnivals in our family. We look at the ride and we won't do a carnival ride now because of 
the lack of safety or the perceived lack of safety after he went through what he went 100%. through. 100%. They skirt rules. I know that for a fact because I know a couple of carnies. Yeah, so, and carnivals are different from these, these you know, like the Six Flags and the Icons and stuff like that. They They run off of different people and different rules. But you have to trust yourself. Yes. So you have to know, too, don't try to snake up and say you're taller. I've seen videos of people showing how they boost their height by putting little things in their shoes or, or whatnot. Don't do that. Don't fake it. It's safety. It's not because they're out to get you and don't want you on that ride. It is for safety reasons. Absolutely. Hey, do you know what six of five people say about our southern border? Six to five, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You mapping that? Yeah, it's like being um, six foot, 12 inches tall. So what does six of five people say about us? Our border is extremely porous and wide open, and we have very poor leadership securing our southern border. So much so. So 120% of people say. Yes, 120% of people say that fentanyl, which we've talked about before, is a very dangerous drug. However, now... Um, Ashley Moody, the attorney general in Florida, has now found and discovered and is warning people that there is an opioid that is far more deadly than fentanyl. What? Yes. It is 10 times to 30 times, and that's an actual number, more deadly than fentanyl. It's another drug that's being produced in China. It's being given to the drug cartels in Mexico. And they're pumping it up the border and getting it into the U.S. And a lot of U.S. citizens are ODing and dying. And it's more prevalent in Florida right now than any other state. And I guarantee you that there's people that are saying, oh, it's not China. It's not the drug lords. Do you know what it is? What? It's our drug problem with Americans here in the U.S. Well, didn't uh, Mr. Biden help with the war on drugs and everything should be all fixed up fine and dandy now? Yes. So how how have we not won this war? Maybe we didn't use enough money. Maybe if we had pumped more money into the war on drugs, we would have been better off. Well, see, you are correct. And, And looking at this and all the numbers of people that are dying from all this stuff that's coming from other countries, why are we not outraged? Why are we not telling China? And maybe they are doing backdoor discussions, you know, quietly to not arouse. China doesn't care. China wants money. China is making money. Well, I'd ask them if they like Beijing. Wipe it off the map. Would you like to keep it in one piece? Because you have a dozen nukes. We have 20,000. So we can go with 19999 if you'd like us to. (laughs) Cut off the fentanyl. Cut off this new synthetic drug. Quit bringing your illegals through the Bay Area. Or we're going to have to correct. You talk about proportional. What are we doing proportionally to them? Nothing, because they own us. We've put all of our eggs in that basket. Look at what happened. We can't even make our own masks here. When people try to make their own masks, regardless of whether or not you think masks work, we said we were going to wear masks during the early part of the pandemic. And what did we do? We immediately turned to China and said, mass produce our masks. And in fact, California paid a billion dollars for garbage masks that were never delivered on time. I don't even know if they were actually delivered. But we had people here in the United States who said, I will shut down my business of 
upholstery and I will start making masks or I'll start doing PPE. I'll do, you know, what my country needs me to do. And instead we still turn to China. So China has all of our money. Well, and then we find out that those masks do not work for their intended purposes for one. For two, they were worried about a previous pandemic. So we have in our stockpiles over 300 million N95s that they proportionally started releasing a few months ago. But then they found out that it doesn't matter because the new variant, the Omicron B2.2. blah 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 blah. The masks do not work. Right. And but still we're giving money to China and telling them to fix our problems. Yes. We want we want to go there for clothing, for shoes, for phones, for everything. So we're not bringing the production Back to the United States. So let's bring that to the home life. So you, husband, two kids, two daughters, right? Yes. So what do you think happens if you're ill, extremely ill, and your husband's extremely ill, and you have two kids under the age of eight? Is the homestead able to function? Extremely ill as in hospitalized, so the answer would be no. As in close to being hospitalized. So... That analogy for me is our country is weakened right now. We're relying on other countries to supply us with stuff. If we don't get our stuff together because we're weakened, we're going to lose. This This representative republic is on its way down, as other people say, and if we don't stop the free fall, we're never going to recover, never going to be able to fix it. Well, and we're still in a, a position where we don't, there are many people who still don't want to be reliant on ourselves. They still don't believe that people within the country need to have a job or need to be a productive member of society. They believe that you should be able to do whatever you want and everybody should have all of their, as they call basic necessities, although we never really wholly define what that means, that all their basic necessities should be taken care of for them and they shouldn't even have to be a member of society, like a productive member of society to do that. And we say we want good wages and we say we want medical benefits that look a certain way or we say we want these things. And then we turn around and go to the very countries that don't give those things. And somehow that makes us right anyway. I I just don't understand how you can say oh, yeah, you you don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be a productive member of society. But we'll go to these other countries that will just, you know, make us so reliant on them. In the end, we have to do whatever they say anyway. Right, and that's what I was getting at is being healthy, we have to be dependent on ourselves first, and we got to take care of our own stuff. It's okay to trade with other countries, but you got to make sure that, like this little war with Russia, because now we're seeing from the White House, they're telling us that expect food shortages this year. Well, we, I think 20-something percent of our wheat production actually comes out of Ukraine. Yes. So that's a huge loss. And they're saying that Americans are here to price gouge the markets because food prices are going up, never mind the fact that fertilizer's gone up three times as much and we can't be reliant on ourselves anymore. Well, it's funny, I watched a comedian <laughs> just yesterday, as a matter of fact, that talks about what are basic necessities here in America when Amazon.com <laughs> has set it up. So if you want to order one pencil, you can order a pencil. 
and have it shipped in a cardboard box that's four times larger than the pencil. And then when it doesn't show up on time, your one pencil, you get angry. What is the definition of basic needs and necessities here in America? We have so much stuff in excess. It's incredible. We do have too much in excess. We definitely, in defining what our basic needs are, we define it as a iPhone or the latest Samsung or what have you. Food can't be, we'll deliver you fruits, vegetables, meat, some some grains and rice. No, you have to be able to go buy any anything off the shelf, which has been shipped from all over the world to include sugary cereals and just, I don't know, any, like, yeah, as you said, anything you can dream of that's on a shelf, you have to be given money so you can make sure that you can buy whatever you want as your basic necessity. It just doesn't make soda pop. That's apparently a basic necessity because you can use an EBT card to buy soda pop. You can buy sugar cereals. You don't have to buy healthy anything. But not big gulps in New York because they banned 32 ounce big gulps a couple uh, years ago. That sounds really small though. I want mine bigger. Half gallon, maybe a full gallon. So I forgot to add in my notes a few minutes ago on my favorite Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Poor guy's been in the hospital all week. Yes. He was just released. They did not clarify or signify or talk about what the infection was, but he had some type of infection. They've gotten it under control, and he's been released and is at home. I'm glad that he's released. I know some uh, left-leaning friends were hoping that he would die so Biden can get another And I actually saw that. on. Mm -hmm. You talk about pathetic people. I saw that on Facebook that some people were hoping that he would croak. However, it's interesting that lefties can say something like that. And and, it's fine. And they don't get stickered, banned, bannered, whatever the little disclaimer is they put underneath or they put them in. Jail, Facebook jail. No Facebook jail for saying you want a sitting Supreme Court justice to die. No, Because he's on the right, so since he's right-leaning, he's not a real person anyway. That's crazy. Yeah, we definitely have a a two-tiered society here with our social media, with how we treat people. You can keep your job if you're the Whoopi Goldbergs and saying that uh, World War II wasn't about race and yeah wasn't a a real genocide cleansing cleansing. yeah yeah she's an she's an interesting character she is and it's unfortunate that i used to like a couple of her movies and her comedy and after she started actually spewing her venom on the view i totally changed the way i felt about her yeah i definitely have a a new opinion of her with a it's like i i can i can take politics left and right but then when you're so hateful or when you when you get to be anti-Semitic or your your castmate gets to wear blackface and you've made it all okay, I just don't understand the the two-sidedness to the whole situation. Well, one party over the other seemed to do a better job than the other. Yep. Russia's bringing in a bunch of additional troops from Georgia. and I don't mean Georgia in the U.S. either. I believe Georgia is one of the places they took over, isn't it? Years ago? Yeah. So I've learned through jumping subjects a little bit. That's okay. I've learned from modern society that in order to be the first at something, 
and to to just be the first or, or make a make yourself look better or make yourself more proud. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. All you have to do is change your your gender or make yourself into a new status so you can say that you are the first. So sorry for the long drawn out. But what I mean by that is we have still been waiting to have the first female four-star general equivalent of health and human services, but you say you are a biological male who now identifies as the female instead of being the first transgender individual appointed to the position. You're now the first female. So females will no longer be allowed to have that first. And the winningest Jeopardy champion is also a transgender individual who was male, now identifies as female. So females won't have that unless they can go and and beat out this individual, but females won't have that. All you have to do is identify as something else. So if you want to be the world's tallest, we said it last week, the world's tallest person, all you have to do is be taller than the world's tallest woman. Say, I feel like a woman, and you get it. So if you just make something to make yourself feel better, you could be the first at it. So if I said I'm the first make up my own sex, I can, I'm then the winningest whatever. It's just kind of interesting with society. Oh, well, I'm not going to be the first anymore, so I got to make something up so I can feel special. I do feel special because I get to sit here every Thursday and have a discussion with my daughter and the rest of the world. It's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool as well. Yeah, so we're going to have to drag our other, your sister, our other daughter in here and get her into this a little bit. Think she'll do it? I think she would. She'll I, be fine with I it. I think she'll be fine with it. So one of the podcasts I listen to, they're both biologists. They basically oh, cover... they're both biologists? So yeah. you mean they'll know the definition of a female? Yes. Should we message them and ask them? Yes. Okay. They're two very, very smart people, and I enjoy watching smarter people than me and listening to them because I think it makes me a little smarter. Surround yourself with those who I are smarter so you can grow. Yes. Helps me grow mentally. So I had a podcast a couple of days ago talking about, and I've got to go back to COVID and the origins, which was it a lab? Was it not a lab? Was it the wet market? Was it not the wet market? And some of Fauci and his little cronies there that were receiving emails saying, hey, this does not look like it came from the wet market. It looks like this was altered and it came and leaked from the lab. Well, now here it is two years later. Well, a year into it, there was plausibility that it did come from the lab. And we know it came from the lab. I don't care. You don't have to be super smart to figure that out. Well, then now you have a couple of the same guys that sent the emails to Fauci that said that it did not come from the lab. It came from the wet market. And the explanation from the podcast was interesting that if you read his entire summary of what he thinks. No, it still did not come from the wet market. There was people that were walking around in the wet market that were positive. So they most likely worked at the lab because they've tested multiple animals from that lab and not one of them tested positive for SARS-CoV-2. Wait, the lab or the wet market? No animals at the wet market. So no animals at the, at the wet market that have been tested have been found. They've it. all tested negative. 
Well, they've so, also had how many years now? Yes. How how many months? How many years to destroy anything that could possibly connect China with being the problem? And see, it, therein lies the problem: is we won't come out and say, "Hey, this is what happened. Absolute one hundred percent. This is how we stop it." Because what they're thinking in that podcast is that now, if they justify that it did come from the wet market, hey, this is exactly why we have to do gain of function research if it can come strictly from nature we have to figure out how to stop it because us humans are not smart enough to build a bug like this it was just interesting that's me bantering sounds very interesting yes Uh, you had the individuals who came out and said their piece early on just to to be the smart people in the room, everybody's talking to each other. Hey, where could this have come from? Let, let's target it. Let's find it. Let's let's make sure we understand it. And Fauci and his cronies went after those people to shut them down from that line of questioning. And that should actually show us something. So when you're shutting down a line of inquiry, that's probably where it's at. Yeah, so if you're looking at something and all of a sudden you start getting fodder or you start getting beat up, over what you're talking about. Probably doing the right thing. You're right on target. But you have to, and this is very difficult, you have to be willing to get punched in the face every day. Absolutely. And the people who would go out against Fauci and the like, they would lose their funding because Fauci controlled the purse strings. So they would lose their funding, they would lose their livelihood, so that there goes your house, there goes your car, there goes everything that you have, and your kids going to school, you you being able to take them to school, Everything about your life is gone. Are you willing to be punched in the face every day to be right? Well, and that is fact because a bunch of the people that were in that email chain that they've discovered all were given multi-million dollar grants shortly thereafter they changed their Their tune. Yeah, absolutely. So we we have a problem. He is a problem. And the solution is definitely not more government. That's why one guy should not have that kind of control of government money and how it gets doled out. Yeah, absolutely. Which Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, is trying to fix. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.